This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. I need your help. The first one was, are the Giants a better team with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback? The second one, the win against Washington saved the Giants' season. And it's now no longer crazy to think about the possibility of a playoff run, or at least meaningful games down the stretch of the season. This is a lost season. Bad teams have one of three problems. They got a coaching problem, they got a talent problem, or they got a quarterback problem. I think it's clear the Giants have a talent problem. They very well might have a quarterback problem. This is the Gordon Damer Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Spreading happiness and optimism throughout the land on a Saturday morning. It is the Gordon Tamer Show. 98.7 FM ESPN New York. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Did I tell you this Sunday is the battle for New York with the Jets taking on the Giants at MetLife Stadium? Before the game, you can catch ESPN New York's fantasy forecast and game day shows live from the lounge at the Meadowlands Racetrack beginning at 7 a.m. Start your tailgate early with uh, Anita Marks and Amani Toomer. Mike Tannenbaum will be there, all at the Meadowlands Racetrack, America's number one sports book. It is brought to you by Wendy's. When you want the best hamburger, squares the beef. All right, so it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Um, talking a, a little Knicks after uh, the win last night uh, against the Hawks, and just kind of big picture as the season is now uh, underway. And, um, you know, the pursuit of the, the superstar with the Knicks, that, 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 is, that is right up there with any whatever the most popular narratives in sports, given whatever team. Like, we, how much time have we spent talking about the Jets or Giants offensive lines or um, the Yankees' pursuit of a championship? The, the Knicks' pursuit of, of landing that superstar. Oh, my God, we've gone down that road Year in and year out, and um, whether or not it ever lands this year, I I don't think it's going to be Joel Embiid. I I can say that much right now. Um, And the the idea that the Knicks floated out there, they would be be willing to trade uh, Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson and Evan Fournier and R.J. Barrett. They'd be willing to do a whole lot more than that. And the problem is, that's not enough. The Sixers are not going to trade Joel Embiid up to the Knicks unless there's a scenario, and it's kind of hard to envision, but the only way it would happen is if Embiid said, you know what, not only do I want to be traded, but I only want to go to the Knicks. And that report which came out, I I know Frank Isola was on the K show, and he floated the idea that that's not the real, the reason why they floated that out there is the real target is Carl Anthony Towns and, and not Joel Embiid. And that kind of gets back to the, the point that I was making earlier. Embiid, at least, is, a, is an actual superstar. Carl um, Anthony Towns ain't. There's not as many superstars as you think. And that kind of, if you're going down that road, to, road to, to land a superstar, it's hard to do because there's just not that many of those guys. And Carl Anthony Towns is not one of them. And to me, that would be an absolute hard pass. I don't know what the, the package would look like, but... I, Show me where Carl Anthony Towns is really all that much better than Julius Randle. So, like, what would I have to include for a, a trade for Carl Anthony Towns? I'm assuming Randle would have to be part of that package. Not, okay, fine. I don't. It's not like I'm saying we can't trade Julius Randle. No, that's fine. You could trade him in the right trade. But why would I be moving heaven and earth to land Carl Anthony Towns when he's not all that much better than what I got, and he's he's more expensive? 
Like he's about to go into that, was that Supermax? He's like, he's like making like $54 million a season. It doesn't make any sense to me. Again, much like with the Giants, help me, help me, help it make sense. That's what I need. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Let's go out to uh, Paul is in Queens. Paul, what's going on, my man? Yeah, Gordon. Hey, Paul, what's going on? What you got? How you doing? Yeah, listen, um, I was just uh, thinking about the Knicks. Um, it seems like the only player that's championship caliber that can play on a championship team, and I'm kind of projecting the future a little bit. I know it's too early to talk about a championship. Uh, the only players, Jell and Brunson, the rest of these um, players seem like they're maybe – only will be good backup players. So when it comes to management developing players, it's almost that's good. But if they're talking about developing in terms of a possible championship in the near future, then it's a waste of time. Because the only one that's, to me, uh, capable is is Jalen Brunson, even right now. So they just keep on doing the same thing year after year after year, and it's the same old, same old thing. I just want to know what you think about that. Uh, well, yeah, I, I would agree with you, Paul. I, look, I, I see that's the thing. I don't look at. I know Nick fans, and thanks for the phone call, Paul. That they they look at. Well, there's got to be improvement, right? And that's and that's fair. I think in other sports, it has to be improvement from from year. There has to be progress from from this year to that year. Um, I, I think that where the the major leap with the Knicks is going to come is if they are ever able to to get one of those superstars to shake free. Um, I, I think that that's where the improvement is going to come from. I, I don't look at this. I don't look at the Knicks as being on some kind of championship track or anything like that. I, I, I think that the first step for them is to show, and this is what they do this year. Are they, ha- have they established what they actually are? Because year one, they win 41 games and get embarrassed in the playoffs. But look, that was still a, 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 a massive success given with what you thought the expectations were coming in. 41 wins and making the playoffs, given that in the previous decade, I think we, we ran the math earlier, uh, it was like they won, they averaged like 20 wins a season. So yeah, that was a huge step forward. But then they took a huge step back the following season. So this year, they have to show that last year was legitimate that they are that kind of team. And I'm not saying that they have to win, um, what were they, the four seed last year, the five seed? I'm not saying they have to be in that exact same spot this year. They make the playoffs, they're out of the play-in. I would say that that is is, is still landing in in roughly the same spot. But I don't look at them as being on some kind of championship track. But this year is going to tell you a lot. It's going to tell you a lot about the talent that you have, and it's going to tell you a lot about the coach because – at some point, you're going to have to, to have that conversation of whether or not you're going to be um, signing Tom Thibodeau to uh, a new extension. And this team is kind of built around Tibbs. Like, you're going out and getting his kind of players. And when you go out and, and at least with that one offseason when they brought in Kemba Walker and, and brought in Evan Fournier, when you kind of shy away from the Tibbs kind of player, it's, uh, it's been a disaster. Let's go out to uh, Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on? Good morning. Hey, good morning, GD. Shout out to the company. Uh, you know, I was watching the game yesterday, and I'm watching the game, and my the 
and I, 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 you know me, I'm not very highly critical of Tibbs. I always think he's a good coach. It's just, you know, the offensive planning leaves a little bit of the, to be a bit desired. And watching this game, it's kind of like, it kind of reminded me of almost the playoff games of last year where it looks like it's Brunson. It looks like it's um, RJ and, you know, with Randall kind of taking a step back, he looked very good being very efficient, almost getting a triple-double. But we, I, I'm just very flabbergasted that he's constantly, when RJ kind of being that guy in the first quarter of the last couple games, you know, getting getting some points, he's constantly taking them out, putting him with the second unit, and it kind of really set, um, throws, throws off a little bit. But we'll see how it works out. I don't agree with it, but, you know, hey, if to, if this keeps if they can keep scratching out wins like like Atlanta, then I, I I'll pretty much you know rest my case. But at the end, but I I do think that they do need to move more towards Brunson and and Barrett kind of being the main two scorers with Randall being that supporting cast. I don't know how you feel about that, but yeah, I, Jose, I don't that. think that's ever going to happen with with Randall here. And thanks for the phone call. I don't think Randall is ever going to be part of the supporting cast. I don't ever think that RJ. Barrett and and um, and and Randall are going to flip spots in terms of production, in terms of role, in terms of focus of the offense. I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, you know, Randall is uh, your superstar, and he's not a, a superstar, but he, he's is he's, he's their superstar. So I don't think that that's um, I don't think that that's going to happen while he while while he's here. I think that Tibbs has made it clear that he's riding with Randall for as long as he's. He's going to be here, and um, we'll see. I, I would think that if you ever are able to trade for somebody, that that Randall would have to be one of the pieces that's going back in the other side. But again, like run it down, right? Like I just pulled up a list of of of, of superstars in the NBA, right? So Giannis, they have Giannis as number one. Okay, so he's not going anywhere. Steph Curry, they oh, excuse me, they have Giannis at, at, at number two. They have Jokic at number one. So Jokic obviously is not going anywhere. Giannis is not going anywhere. Steph Curry's not going anywhere. Luka Doncic, they have it at number four. Maybe at some point, Doncic becomes uh, disgruntled in, in, in Dallas. I think that that's at least a, a, a scenario that could happen. But do you think the Dallas Mavericks, do you think Mark Cuban is saying, you know what, I got to trade away Luka Doncic. Where am I going to trade? I'm going to trade him to the Knicks. The Dallas Mavericks, who threw a game last year, in front of all of our eyes, was obvious to everybody, and the league did absolutely nothing about it, not anything significant anyway. Do you think that the Dallas Mavericks are going to send Luka Doncic? So I'd say cross him off the list. They have number five, Kevin Durant. Cross him off the list. Embiid, we talked about him. Jason Tatum, the algorithm selection for 2024 NBA MVP. I don't think he's going anywhere. Devin Booker at number eight, Jimmy Butler at number nine. Again, and at that point, once you get to like, they have LeBron James at 12, John Morant at 14. I would say that that's pretty much it for anybody who's in the conversation of superstars. Like to me, Donovan Mitchell is not a superstar. Paul George, no. Jamal Murray, no. De'Aaron Fox, no. So there's not that many of those guys. That's what makes it hard. Not just that, that it's, a, it's a, a, a narrative that existed with the Knicks, and since it's not happened, you feel like it's never going to happen. It's really hard to do. 
Most teams are not able to trade for a superstar, and, and the Knicks are, are, are among them. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Dave is in New Milford. Dave, next up on the, the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, happy Saturday, man. Same to you, Dave. What you got? So, got to say, great win last night, great first win of the season, against, especially against, uh, you know, Trey Young, you know, public enemy number one right now for Nick, the Knicks. Um, you were just talking before about uh, Car Anthony Towns. I think that would be such a bad trade. For oh, that, that would just, be that would be the same old Knicks all over. We talked about the same old Jets uh, earlier. That would be the same old Knicks. Absolutely, he's just the taller Julius Randle. Absolutely, all he is. and he's twice as expensive. Yeah, and I think what killed the Knicks, you know, from 2017 to 2020, they had four top ten picks, and they missed on three of the four of them. And you know, RJ, as much as I love RJ. He's not a number one. He's the he's a two at best. He's a two on a, a championship team, and you know I think that hurt them. And I um, you know they're not gonna they're not gonna be bad enough to get a top five pick moving forward. Um, you know the mid round picks once in a while maybe you get lucky and find a superstar, but that's very rare. Um, I think with them the best bet for a trade, you gotta hope maybe Donovan Mitchell doesn't sign an extension in Cleveland. Cleveland realizes that and tries to recoup some picks. Maybe then you call them, try to throw some picks, maybe get Randall involved. you got to get a third team. That's fine. I mean, we've got 11 draft picks in the next how many years? What are we doing? We're not stacking them. We're not using all of them. Time to start selling them off, get some pieces. I still think we need another shooter this year. Um, but like you said, can't take the step back. Got to get back into the playoffs. Got to, you know, got to keep being competitive. Uh, thanks, for my, thanks for letting me talk. Have a great rest of the day. Gordon. All right, Dave. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think that the Knicks would uh, almost sign for, maybe not say it publicly, clearly, but I think that they would sign for just more of the same that they did last year, get into the playoffs, win a playoff series. Even if they don't go further than that, that would still be, in my eyes, viewed as a success. And I like taking the long-term approach. I don't want to rush into trades and just make them because I think that that's a lot of the same old Knicks. But you're right, those those draft picks – there's a there's a timeline here, right? I mean, those draft picks are coming up, and 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 the the Fournier contract. You got to do something with that this year, otherwise you've just now paid the guy to sit for two full seasons and got nothing out of a of an of an expiring contract. So yeah, there's a timeline on a lot of this stuff. So I like taking the long term view and long term approach, but you can't take a long term approach forever. That's for sure. And, and, you, and you don't want to be wasting these opportunities that you've taken years to kind of compile these assets. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Just so you have an idea of what happens on this show and what I'm dealing with, there's like a show that it, what happens in the commercial break. And, and, and sometimes that filters into the actual show. But this commercial break, you have Joe pitching me ideas on who could be potential superstars that the Knicks could possibly go out trying to, trying to solve the riddle. Harvey, on the other hand, is asking me why does imitation crab and imitation lobster exist? Right, there you go. There's the cannon. That's it. He, in his mind, he's just looking at buttons and he's just pressing them randomly. And unfortunately, he's the person in charge of the buttons. This is not like some kid who's wandered into the control room and doesn't know any better. This is the person in charge of that department. What you're saying is that it's like for me on these buttons, like take your kid to work there is what you're saying. Yeah, I would think. No, it's worse because when you take your kid to work day, not that I ever have, I don't think. No, I haven't. 
When you do that, I would think there's the conversation with the kid before you go, hey, be on your best behavior. Don't embarrass mom or dad here. This is a workplace. You know, you have that conversation as a parent. I haven't had that conversation with you today. Uh, Clearly, I should have, but I have not. I didn't think it was necessary. This could get uncomfortable for some people here. It could get uncomfortable. I hope Joe's dad is doing all right with this. He's handicapping Aqueduct. He's fine. All right, good, good. As long as he's, he's, he's got something to keep his mind occupied. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. I don't even know where we were. Let's go back to the phones. Try to find it, find it in, in the process. Floyd is in Harlem. Floyd, what's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm good, Floyd. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Hey, listen. I, I, last night, Thibodeau is a good coach. Mm-hmm. But last night he almost blew that game when he took Robinson out and put Hargenstein in. I think both of those guys should have been in together, and then you had two guards to play be- because they can intimidate the middle. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I got you. I, you know, the problem is, is then you know, especially with Mitch, um, you're, you're, with Mitch, you're already playing kind of four on five offensively, and then with Hartenstein, you're kind of doing. You're kind of only adding to it. You're only exacerbating the problem in terms of the offensive end as well. I get it. You you know, defensively, it does make you stronger, but neither of those guys are exactly strong offensive players. Right. I'm talking about the last part of that game. But now if you want to get somebody that has the potential of being a superstar, that kid from Sacramento Fox, Mm -hmm. I would start a trade. I would think of something to whip up to get him because he, he has a future ahead of him. Yeah, but you're—I mean—you already have Brunson. I think you kind of want a, a a wing player or you know somebody that could kind of fit in that spot more so than than a guard. Um, now, again, I don't want to add any further uh, complications to the Knicks' pursuit of a superstar, but it seems like they got enough on their own already. Finding the superstar, one becoming available, one that's willing to come to the Knicks, one that you could actually make a trade for with the assets that you have compiled. Like, there's enough things on the pile already that make it difficult to, to be able to land that guy. I don't want to be adding to the issues, but it does kind of feel like um, if you could go out and get, and, and De'Aaron Fox is really good. I don't know um, that De'Aaron Fox is a superstar. I wouldn't put him in that list. He's, he's a very good player. Now, look, if you're saying the Knicks have to go out and make a trade for a very good player, that's completely different than landing a superstar. The superstar is the pursuit to the championship. If you're okay with taking that kind of off the table, yeah, there, there's there's trades that you can go out and make. I think Donovan Mitchell, um, the, 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 the potential to add him before, it seems like that that's not really going away. Um Maybe that's the guy that you go out and get. So there's there's deals to be made that can improve the team overall. I just don't think that those trades and those kind of players, the NBA, it's pretty clear. To win championships, you have to have superstars. But to land superstars is a lot harder to get those guys because, A, they don't become available that often. And, and having the assets necessary to land them, even with all the draft picks the Knicks have right now, even with the success that they've had here, uh, under Leon Rose, it, it's not exactly like teams are chomping at the bit uh, to, to, to go out and, and make a deal with the Knicks. I don't think the Sixers are doing that. I don't think the Mavericks are doing that. Danny Ainge, he's made it clear. <laughs> he, all he wants to do is hurt the Knicks. So 
Uh, it's not as easy, and I, I don't want to add to the complications. I don't want to be that guy. But it has to be mentioned. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's take one more here before the break. Joe is, uh, I think he's at MetLife. Joe, a little early for the yeah, game. Good hey, Joe. Good morning, sir. I'm going to help you. Trust All me. All right. Please. I'm, I need as much help. What, what are you going to do with Harvey? I'm a die. No. <laughs> Can't do anything with the right? Giants. I'm a diehard Giants fan. Okay. And I cry every day when I see them. You know what I mean? Daniel Jones. Sounds like a nice relationship. Like when, when Daniel Jones got hit so many times that night, I felt I I just wanted to hug him and and kiss him. But you got to let Saquon Barkley go. You know, I, honestly, the, the kid wants a championship, and I don't see one here with the Giants. I got to see four, and I'm happy in my lifetime. You know, but that kid wants a championship, and he deserves a championship. you got to cut the umbilical cord with this kid. You know what I mean? Joe, I, I, can't, uh, I can't agree with you more, and thanks for the phone call. Um, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. And um, it, it seems, uh, unless they're lying or unless something unforeseen happens, it, it seems like the, the trade deadline is going to come and go, and he's still going to be here. It makes no sense. You brought him back on a one-year contract. I understand why you felt you needed to do that because you had success. He's a main part of that. So even though teams don't pay running backs and the Giants didn't want to overpay for it, okay, fine. But this year's been a disaster. So at this point, and especially even before, take Daniel Jones out of it. But if Daniel Jones is now going to be lost for the season because of this, this neck injury, which seems like at least it's on the table. What are we doing? You should be selling off any pieces that you can and salvage anything. It's clear at this point the giant, the heavy lifting for the Giants to go from 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 laughing stock to legitimate NFL contender. The heavy lifting is still to be done. So whatever you can add to the mix in terms of assets moving forward. You got to go do that. And I would think the first one is Saquon Barkley. Now, I'm not saying give him away. I'm not saying just go out and and trade him for nothing or a fifth-round pick. But if you can get a a second or a third-round pick, absolutely, that's the the route that the Giants should be going. Because you didn't want to pay him after last season, season, a year ago, where he was a main part of why you were winning games. This year, he's been hurt, and you're not winning games. So at this point, with where the Giants are at, and the situation they have at quarterback, and the fact that he's on the hook, really, you're looking at you should be looking at 2025 as the 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 nearest date where the Giants are really going to be back on the upswing. You got to take this year, what's left of it, and next year, and figure out a way to really put your your fingerprints on this team and change the direction of the organization. So why you're going to be holding on to somebody who's valuable right now might not be in the future at a position that nobody pays, including you, for a guy who's productive for you, makes absolutely no sense to me at all. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's what I learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. Oh, yes, it is that time, 1030. Well, roughly been a little off on the time. I don't have anybody to uh, point out to me to get to break on time. So what can I do? 
But no, it is that time, people. You know the music. Every single week, I, as a 52-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. But it's because, uh, well, A, it's super addicting. I don't know what they put in that stuff. But no, it's because I learned interesting but yet completely useless information. So I uh, use that useless information. And I quiz the uh, people who are on the show with us, of course, Harvey, Joe, on this Saturday morning. I'll give them four pieces of information, one of which is something I learned this week on TikTok. The other three, just things I made up. And we'll see if they can uh, pick apart what uh, is true, what's not, and what I learned this week on TikTok. All right, so it's Joe, it's Harvey. It's time to run, guys. Who um, Who's uh, batting leadoff on this Saturday morning? I'll bat leadoff here. All right, Harvey. Get that cannon ready? I don't think we'll need it for this segment, but if okay. you want, I do have it. All right. You know, what's weird is that while you guys will have some individual weeks where you do quite well, it's not like you are detecting any patterns in my lies. Like you would think after a while you would just notice, oh, that's that's the least. So I take that as a, as a, a point of pride for myself. Is that okay? That's fine. Plus, you're coming off of a perfect game last week. Perfect game. I was like uh, Len Barker. Firing just a shutout after shutout. All right, here we go. Harvey, number one. Getting a bone marrow transplant completely changes a person's DNA. Number two, the country of Belgium has more castles than the United States has McDonald's. Number three, Winnie the Pooh's real name is Edward. Or number four, Sofia Vergara's mom was a professional bodybuilder. So again, number four, uh, one through four, getting a bone marrow transplant completely changes your DNA. Number two, the country of Belgium has more castles than the United States has McDonald's. Number three, Winnie the Pooh's real name is Edward. Or number four, Sofia Vergara's mom was a professional bodybuilder. You've gone, uh, you've gone quite out there with this one. Yeah, I like to uh, span span the globe, as uh, they once said. No wonder you you take so much time on there. You looked up Sofia Vergara's mom and all that. Yep. Definitely yep. doing That's some... why those Google searches were there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I'm not going to go with I'm that one. I'm doing research, sweetie. Leave me alone. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to go with that one. I will say... Oh, man. So many McDonald's, too. It's amazing. A lot of McDonald's. You know what's weird to me? How and this is maybe something better left for the leftovers. Sure. How does like we had uh, Chick Fil A last night? How does Chick Fil A get all the chickens to taste the same? Like you never go to a Chick Fil A and you're like, oh, this chicken tastes different than last night. It always tastes the same. Is that because they just have so many ingredients in it that it's going to change any chicken to that, or is there a specific ingredient that they're doing? What are they doing to the chicken that always makes it taste the same? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That it always tastes the same? Well, you want a consistency with your product, I would think. Sure, but if I get a spicy chicken sandwich instead of like the original, you're telling me it's going to taste the same as the original? I don't think I like no, that. No, no, no. I'm saying like if you get the, the spicy chicken, like I get the spicy chicken every single time, it always tastes the same as the last spicy chicken. Oh. Like if you have chicken, sometimes it tastes a little bit. This chicken tastes this way. This chicken tastes that way. I don't know. But I digress. Go ahead. What do you got there, Harvey? You know, just for, just because you've done um, extensive research on this, I will go with Sir, Sophia Vergara's mom as a bodybuilder. Lock that in. Yeah, you can fire up the cannon. That's wrong. No. That's, that's not true. That is incorrect. 
You said that you weren't going to go with that one, and then you went with it. You, you didn't trust your instincts. Yeah, I got to always trust your instincts. All right, so again, to recap, number one, getting a bone marrow transplant uh, completely changes your DNA. Number two, the country of Belgium has more castles than the U.S. has McDonald's. Or number three, Winnie the Pooh's real name is Edward. I feel stumped. Um... The show is done at noon, just so you're... I don't mean to... See how that was passive-aggressive? Yeah, but... um. I don't think that matters. I will say, uh, I will go with the Belgium castles. Okay. The country of Belgium has more castles than the U.S. has McDonald's. Yeah, fire it no, off. No, that's incorrect. That's not, no. I'm not even going to have you do that. All right, so uh, I'm like Johnny Vandermeer here. Back to back and belly to belly. Uh, number one, bone marrow transplant completely changes your DNA, or uh, Winnie the Pooh's real name is Edward. I'm going to go with Winnie the Pooh. Lock it in. That's why you never talk about a no-hitter in the middle of a no-hitter. Yes, Winnie the Pooh's real name is Edward. Very good. Who knew? I didn't. That's why I learned it on TikTok. All right, uh, Joe, you're next up. Can't do much worse than that last one. Here we go. Number one, the light that we see here on Earth from the North Star was actually produced 116 years ago. Number two, the 2021 winner of the largest pig beauty contest in the world was later disqualified after it was found to have been injected with Botox. Number three, due to chafing, John Wayne would wear pantyhose in every movie that required him to ride a horse. Or number four, Hawaii is moving four inches closer to Japan every single year. So again, to recap, Joe, give you a little chance to catch your breath the light we see from the north star was produced 116 years ago number two the 2021 winner of the largest pig beauty contest in the world later was disqualified after it was found to have been injected with botox number three due to chafing john wayne would wear pantyhose in every movie that required him to ride a horse or number four hawaii is moving four inches closer to japan every single year now, unlike in a lot of the weeks, <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, uh, I'm not going to just automatically throw one of these out because all of these sound somewhat reasonable, but I'm going to go with uh, the largest pig getting Botox. I'll lock that one in. Sometimes you pick what you hope is it going to be, I feel like. No, that is incorrect. No. God, you're no. wrong. Could you imagine? I mean, who would put it past people, right? I have to have the most beautiful pig in the world. Let me stick some Botox in its face. It sounds like a very American thing to do. Right. It does. Uh, it does. Get some Juvederm. Line this thing up. It's beautiful. Look at this. Beautiful. All right. Forget about lipstick on a pig. Some Botox on a pig really would make it shine. All right. So now you're down to three. The uh, light we see from the North Star was produced 116 years ago. Uh, John Wayne wearing pantyhose or Hawaii is moving closer to Japan. I think I've heard something about Hawaii moving closer. I don't know if it's four inches, but I'll I'll lock that one in. The lock Hawaii in. is moving. Lock it in. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, four inches every Good single year. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. I was kind of hoping I'd get you with the John Wayne one. All right.
right, so there you go. Nice job there, Joe, uh, Harvey. All right, last one. This one, we, tie to, we, we switch it up. This one has three true facts, one lie. You have to spot the lie this time around. Number one, Shakespeare created the word swagger. Number two, in 1980, Saddam Hussein was awarded the key to the city of Detroit. Number three, nearly 20% of all documented U.S. serial killers lived at one point in their life within a 200-mile radius of the city of Seattle, Washington. Or number four, there are only two players in NFL history to have receiving yards after the age of 40. One of them is Tom Brady. So we're going to recap. You guys can team up. It's like when you're trying to steal on Family Feud. But you don't have to come up with one answer. You can come up with individual ones. So it's not really like that at all. Number one, Shakespeare created the word swagger. Number two, Saddam Hussein in 1980 awarded the uh, uh, key to the city of Detroit. Number three, nearly 20% of all documented U.S. serial killers lived at one point within a 200-mile radius of the city of uh, Seattle, Washington. Or number four... There are only two players in NFL history with receiving yards after the age of 40, and one of them is Tom Brady. Hoof. Um, one of them I know is true because I I didn't see the TikTok, but I actually read an article about this this week. So I'm not going to you know uh, divvy my hand of which one I think or that I know okay. is true. Okay. But. I'm having a hard time believing that Shakespeare, of all people, created the word okay. swagger. I'm going to lock right, that so one So you think in. that's the lie? All right, fine. Yeah. I like that you're not helping uh, Harvey in the pro. I like that. I like that a lot. That's the best thing you're going to do this entire show, Joe. Go ahead, Harvey. What do you got? Saddam Hussein, Detroit. That's it. All right. No, you're both wrong. Those are both true facts. Shakespeare it's created wrong. the word swagger. Hey. And, uh, yeah, who's, I don't know what he did with the key to the city. Saddam Hussein, I don't know why he was – I don't know why they went out of the way to – but, yeah, 1980, key to the city of Detroit, Saddam Hussein. There you go. Uh, so those are both true, so you're still trying to find the lie. You're down to two. Uh, and to recap, nearly 20% of all documented U.S. serial killers lived at one point within a 200-mile radius of the city of Seattle, Washington, or – only two players in NFL history ever have a recorded receiving yards after the age of 40. One of them is Tom Brady. All right, I'm going to just uh, hang this out. It's going to be Tom Brady because I remember a Philly special play where he tried to catch it, but he fell on his face and could not catch it. So that's my pick. Okay. Give me the serial killers. I'll just go opposite. Well, obviously one of you is right, and that person is... Joe, very good. Yeah, no, uh, that 20% of all documented U.S. serial killers. Uh, th- now, serial killers in Seattle, there is a there is a connection there, but no, it's not 20%. That's ridiculous. But, yeah, there are only two players in NFL history to re- uh, record receiving yards after the age of 40. Tom Brady, I think, has six. Jerry Rice has 2,169. How about that? Six yards and I lose. I can't well, them, look, and that, my friends is what I learned this week on TikTok. And now because of the segment, you have learned it too. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Ooh. Smooth jams on a Saturday morning. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. 1-800-914. The music's gone up. We went from cannons to smooth jazz. It's been a wild, wide-ranging show today.
here on a Saturday morning on 98.7 FM ESPN New York. I was just kind of looking, um, feeding off that Jerry Rice stat that we had there. Jerry Rice, at the age of 40, 40 with the Oakland Raiders, put up a year of 92 catches for 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns at the age of 40. And, and you might be thinking, if you don't remember, like 2002, well, he was just probably hey, the Raiders, they weren't any good. No, they were good. They were 11-5 and five and won the AFC West. And he still put up a, a ridiculous season of 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns and 92 catches. And, oh, yeah, played in every single game. Amazing. Just for, uh, like, a comp for this – for last mm-hmm. season. Right. How many how many guys had 1,200 yards? Let's and and things are far more wide open than they were even in 2002. But go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. I'll get back to you on the 1,200 yards. But uh-huh. he was basically DK Metcalf or Devontae <laughs> Smith last year. <laughs> right. right. At 40. Right. And, and, and playing in a more difficult offensive environment than what it is now. Like Devonta Smith last year had 95 catches for 1,100 and – uh, 96 yards and seven touchdowns for the best team in the NFC. DK That's Metcalf, wild. basically the same thing with Geno Smith. It, it's amazing. That's never going to be touched again, ever. And, 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 you know, with being on TikTok uh, as often as I am and, and hearing young people's opinions on things, there is this feeling that if they didn't see them, they couldn't have been as good as they were. If anybody is coming up with the uh, opinion that there's any receiver, and look, all these things are debatable. When it comes to wide receiver, it's not. Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver in the history of the NFL. Randy Moss was great. Uh, Megatron is great. All these guys, a lot of great receivers. There's nobody start to finish better than Jerry Rice. Again, 40 years old. Like, at his peak, he was the best. And then if you're talking about the whole bulk of his career, He's also the best. He's the best on both. But that's a conversation for another time. And not really a conversation worth having. What is a conversation worth having is the Yankee offs and, and, and the World Series. I mean, two stats that I saw yesterday that are mind-blowing about the, uh, the Rangers' win over the Diamondbacks in Game 1. The Diamondbacks now have played four World Series road games in their franchise history. They've given up Two-run home runs in the ninth inning in three of them. Tino, Scott Brocious, and then last night. So that's wild. And then last night was the Rangers' first World Series game at Globe Life Park Field Stadium, whatever they call it, Globe Life. It was Corey Seager's seventh World Series game at Globe Life Park. Park, Field, Stadium, whatever, and his third World Series home run there. So uh, pretty wild uh, and uh, an amazing game, an amazing conclusion, everything. So even though uh, I don't know that uh, Rangers-Diamondbacks is going to be a ratings bonanza, um, certainly it was a great start last night. And again, can we now can we now stop with you can't hit home runs in the, in the playoffs. You can't hit home runs in the postseason. You can't hit home. Your offense can't rely on home runs. It's been true year in and year out for a bunch of years. Now this, this narrative that when you get to the yeah home runs are great in the regular season, but when you get to the playoffs and the pitching is better 
You're going to have to manufacture runs. You're going to have no. You win. teams win because they hit home runs. Now maybe that's not all they do, but yes, you absolutely have to be able to hit home runs. I don't know what the the most up to date stats are, but I think something like fifty one percent of the runs in the entire postseason this year has come via home run, and it's up from where it was last year. So yes, you absolutely have to be able to hit home runs in the postseason. That criticism of the Yankees or any other team doesn't make any sense whatsoever, especially since there's so much legitimate criticism of the Yankees. Getting into it. Uh, The K Show yesterday had Andy Martino on to talk about his report uh, that the Yankees have reached out for at least preliminary conversations with the, the Padres about Juan Soto. And would that be something that the Yankees would be willing to do? It would seem... Boy, that would make sense, right? If you have an offensive problem, you don't have enough left-handed bats in your lineup and you need to improve your offense overall, boy, Juan Soto would go a long way to fixing that. And I remember it was a Saturday afternoon that I was on uh, a few years ago when he rejected that contract or got out that he had rejected the, 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 the Nationals contract offer. I think it was for like 15 years and like $450 million. And I said at the time, this is the guy. You move heaven and earth for. At that time, he was 23. Even now, he's 25. He would be absolutely awesome because, I said it at the time, I'll say it now, barring an injury, he is going to be a Hall of Fame player. He is on a Hall of Fame track, and you can already tell that at 25. You could already tell that at 23. And, and that swing in Yankee Stadium, that lefty bat, Judge and Soto back-to-back? I know it probably wouldn't, but it feels like, just in my own uh, in my own head, it feels like he would hit 90 home runs a season. If, he, if you could put Juan Soto in Yankees, it'd almost be hard to envision him not hitting 90 home runs a season. But I can say this with a, a fair degree of certainty. The Yankees are not getting Juan Soto. <laughs> I mean, don't be ridiculous. There's 0% chance that that happens. I think it's it's probably a low percentage that he even gets moved. Maybe he does, but I don't see the the Yankees are not an all in kind of organization anymore. They they've kind of stopped being the Yankees. And it was this week, what was it, six years ago, seven years ago now, when they fired Joe Girardi after getting to within a game of the World Series. That was the, the uh, uh, and maybe we should have seen it at the time. That's when the results stopped mattering as much. So I don't think the Yankees are going to invest that kind of money especially when he's already turned down, what, it was $400 million. I don't see them moving the necessary prospects either. I think there's 0% chance. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to be, I'd love to be wrong about nothing else than that. But I think there's 0% chance. So when it happens this offseason, people say, Yankees, they could get Juan Soto. No, they're not. Stop it. Come back to planet Earth. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Speaking of coming back to planet Earth, our NFL picks are next on the Gordon Damer Show. 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. What you're saying is that it's like, for me, on these buttons, like, take your kid to work day is what you're saying. No, it's worse. 